This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast, where we help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Sam Camp, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by the man whose name is on the podcast, Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Well, today we're talking about what it means to follow a good leader versus a bad leader. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yeah, it's an interesting kind of question I've been asked a number of times by people. And uh, basically, let me give you an example. Perhaps you're a pastor and you're interviewing for a couple of different church positions as a senior pastor. And one of the churches you're talking with uh, had a beloved pastor that was with them for 30 years. And he grew the church, built their facility uh, everybody loves him. He still lives in the area. Um, and you think to yourself, do I really want to follow a guy who is that loved and who did such a phenomenal job? Mm. Everybody's going to compare me with them or right. or could be, it, you know, you're, you're looking at various companies and uh, the last person that, who held your VP job uh, was so successful that he was made the CEO and he, he, th- came up with all kinds of new uh, growth initiatives and was had the highest profitability of any division in the company and and so now you're you you're interviewing to take his place and so a lot of people would say is it better to follow uh, an unsuccessful leader that that way just about anything you do is going to is going to be an improvement over the last guy right or do i really want to set myself up where everybody's comparing me with the superstar that held that role mm. before i did yeah and uh, and so a lot of people that that comes into play when they're interviewing and they don't want to set themselves up where it's like well i there's no way i can do as well as that guy did so every, everybody will assume i'm maybe not the right person for the job and I'm going to feel all kinds of pressure. And so what advice would you give if you have options between two places? Uh, And, you know, one thing I would just, one caveat I'd give is that uh, there are some people that are just wired to fix messes. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they do. Turnaround artist. Yeah. And so if, if God's really wired you to do that and you enjoy doing that, that's kind of the way Blackabees have typically been. We've typically been called to kind of messes and had to strengthen and fix them. And, and we enjoy that. That's fun for us. Well, that's, that's kind of a different issue, you know, right? if you're, if, if that's actually your gifting is to come in and take something at death's door and, and bring it back to life. Well, then you're probably going to follow most, in most cases, a poor leader that, that was not able to do that himself or herself. And now you need to, but, but if you're just out there, looking for the next job and your choice is, well, okay, there's two different organizations interested in me. This one is thriving and healthy, never been better. And, uh, and they now want me to follow a very successful leader who built this strong organization. Or I could follow this guy who really led poorly, morale plummeted, profits plummeted. Now we're just barely making payroll. Uh, but it, but just about just being, you know, a positive person with a smile on his face is going to seem like an improvement over the last person. Yeah. Wh- which job should I take? Um, and so I, I'm sure some of our listeners have wondered that. Um, yeah. And uh, so a couple of things I would say about that. One is when, when, when people ask that question, when they actually worry about that issue, oftentimes that's a sign of insecurity. Hmm. Uh, it's a sign that if that you are 
you're concerned about what people are going to think about you. Uh, you're concerned about how you'll look and, and how you'll compare to other people. And oftentimes that's really uh, the fruit of insecurity. Where, and, and, I, and I would say, and I don't want to sound too calloused about this, but um, if God has called you to an assignment, it's not about you. Mm. Uh, you you got to just kind of settle that yeah. one. And it doesn't really matter who came before you. Right. In it's, that sense. it's like, if this is what God has me to do, I don't need to be all fretting and worrying about uh, how I'm going to compare to somebody else. Mm. Um, and ultimately, it's about the organization. It's not about you. It's not about your career. It's not about your reputation. Uh, God calls you to places because he wants you to make that place better. And so... Quite frankly, I, I just assume that the place I come to is in great shape and it's been led well because that's my heart is to, that as a leader, that's where I want to get the organization. So if it's already there, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm grateful that here's a healthy organization. That's what leaders do. They, they make organizations healthy. If I come to a healthy one, then I want to try to keep it healthy yeah. and, and maybe take it even to the next level. But it's about the organization. It's not about how I'm going to look and what people will think about me. Right. So uh, first let me just look at, perhaps, how do you follow a great leader? Someone yeah. that everybody loves, everybody talks about. Boy, when he was here, we used to do this, and and the place was always packed out, and it was so exciting, and now we got you. <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do about yeah. that? Uh, number one, if you if you do follow a great leader then that, that, I think that's a great thing because you're going to have more to work with. You're going to have more money to work with in the budget. You have more yeah. staff to work with, more resources. You're going to have a better reputation to leverage in what you do. So don't worry about following a, a great leader because that means you're going to have more tools at your disposal now. Have confidence. If God yeah. called you to, to follow a great leader then that means that God intends to use you. Uh, there, there is a kind of a common th uh, wisdom, if you call it, that says if you follow uh, a long-time beloved leader, that a lot of the times you're, there's just going to be a transitional person, that whoever follows that person will not stay long, hmm. uh, that they'll basically kind of be a stopgap where people sort of have time to get over the, the, the beloved the, guy the, and yeah. they'll never really get attached to you and it'll probably end not all that great. And then the guy who follows you will, you know, take it on uh, afterward. That That's kind of common wisdom uh, that's often bantered about. But I think that the reason that happens is not because it's supposed to, but because the person that follows a great leader just handles it poorly. Hmm. Uh, and I think there are ways to handle it in a better way so that you, you, you can stay a long time. And I, I love that when I see companies or churches where you've got uh, leaders who one after another stay 20 or more years, just back to back uh, yeah. to that, that really grows an organization to another level. I, I've seen way too many organizations, too many churches that one leader really took it quite a distance. And then the next leader reduced it right back down to where it used to mm. be. And it's, you see these organizations sort of growing in fits and starts where they, they, they get going and then they go back. And I think God wants organizations just to keep growing, to just keep getting stronger. So, so be grateful if you've got lots to work with, uh, 
then take that as a stewardship of you know, how do we just build on what's been done right. and uh and assume that especially if you're in a, a church that uh God is not arriving with you God has already been there God has already done some great things yeah now your job is not to just uh disassemble everything that the former guy did your job is to build on what happened before. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to make changes and tweaks and add new initiatives. Right. But don't don't tear apart everything that the guy before you did. Yeah. Instead, ask, well, how can I build on that? Uh, some mm. things maybe will run out of their expiry date and some, some initiatives will come to an end. Uh, but there's a lot of things that can be built upon. And if you, if you have to tear everything down to the foundation every time you come to a new place, you're you're going to spend all your time just rebuilding instead of taking things to another level. Yeah. Uh, I also, I, I would encourage you if possible, reach out to the former person and uh, if you can get on the phone with them or go for lunch with them, but do all that's within your power to keep a good relationship with mm. the person who came before you. Yeah. And you know, that seems that that seems bold and it doesn't seem like that's the norm. Yeah. Well, a lot of times people feel like, well, I, I've got to be my own person here. Yeah. I, I, I'm not just uh, his or her uh, lieutenant that just is going to carry on what's been done before. So I, I, it's really a shame. And I see this even in churches where the former pastor is in the area and the new person doesn't even reach out to them or make them feel welcome and uh, and I, I've seen some other pastors that just handled it much better where they honored the former person and they spoke highly of them and they, uh, let them come back and speak and invited them back to special events and, uh, referred to them and, and expressed appreciation to all that they'd done. I mean, you, you'll never go wrong by doing that. But if you're insecure, you're going to feel like, no, I'm, I'm not even going to make any mention of the right. former person for the first year or two. Because I have to do my own thing, and yeah, there seems to be uh, more often than not is it, they want to make a hard break. Yeah, and th- and that's not there's no need for that. Hmm. Uh, I I don't know where we get that. I if the guy's been good, if the person has done a great job, then you want to link yourself to that. You want to say this is a continuation. I'm, I'm a new leader, so I'll do some things differently. But we're not going to just tear up everything that's been done before. That yeah. and that's always the, the great fear is that. Well, boy, we loved the way that the last person led, and now the new guy is just changing everything. And why? Why? I mean, why change a good thing? Right. And I've often seen that. It, now, if you're following a bad leader, then uh, you know that you do need to change things because you don't want things to stay in that condition. Right. But if, when you follow a good leader, and I've seen this happen in churches and 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 companies. Uh, where a, a new person comes in, they change some of the things that were the best about that organization. Yeah. The stuff that was the most appreciated, they want to wade in there and change that. I'd say, listen, if it's a good thing, keep it going. Like, yeah. uh, maybe improve it, make it better. Uh, but why would you change something that has been very effective under the former person? And would you say, and you know, maybe not without generalizing too much, but if you follow a good leader perhaps any changes you make will come later than if you followed a bad leader. Yeah. Like, I, you know, if you're following a bad leader, usually it's like, you got to come in yeah. here and you've really got to like right now. hit it hard. Yeah. But if you follow a good leader, maybe there's like a, a cooling off period. You're just assessing right. what's good, what's bad. Well, you, you, you actually have the advantage of having more time at your disposal. Mm, you've yeah. got time just to, just to, 
you know, get in that car and just let and just drive it for a bit and just watch how it performs. And you, you don't need to do a lot of inter- don't fix if it's not broke, don't don't fix it. You know, just <laughs> right. let it keep going. But the, I mean, it won't take long. I mean, some some leaders always feel insecure enough. I've got to just leave my mark right away. Right. I'd come in and if everything's going well, I mean, if you're a good leader, it won't take you long to find something that you can make better. Right. You don't need to invent it. You don't need to trash out stuff that's working fine. Right. Just uh, take some time to assess. Uh, and, you know, the interesting thing, and I, I had this, I, uh, I, I, when I came in, th- there are always some people that are going to come up to you and tell you how wonderful the former person was. <laughs> They'll say, Richard, Bless you, know, those people. Uh, you know, boy, the guy, the person before you, boy, they used to do this and they used to do that. And they were such good people. And boy, I just really loved them. And, you know, and, and if you're insecure about that, you're going to feel threatened. It's like, okay, they're already comparing me to them and I'm not, I'm not, uh, matching up. But if you're, if you've got, if you're secure, you're going to realize, well, for one thing that, that the former person was here 25 years. Why would I've been here two months? Why would I think that this person should love me as much as they love the person that mm. was with them for 25 years? Right. Uh, of course they, they appreciate them more. They had 25 years with them. They've had two months with me. I, I shouldn't feel threatened by that. That's normal. That's healthy. Uh, but you know, the, the other thing I found is that, uh, People's memories also can be distorted over time, right. uh, for good or for bad. And right. sometimes they'll go on and on and on about how great the former person was. And that's why, actually, I encourage you, if you can, go for lunch with uh, the former person. <laughs> and uh, you may, you might even say, well, you know, I was talking to uh, to Bill, and he just sings your praises. He just thinks you're just, uh, you know, angelic and and how you did things. And if and your your predecessor might start laughing and say, "Well, he never told me that to my face when I was there. He was one of the biggest pains in my side." Uh, and you know that will that will it'll do wonders for you to realize. Okay, um, well, the, the, just talking to this person on staff or uh, in the congregation, they they talk as if the former guy was just uh, almost godlike. But the fact is, when you talk to the person, uh, he'll say, no, he, they didn't treat me that way. Yeah. I, I got treated the same way you're being treated right now. So don't, you know, don't be careful uh, how you how you take that in. And uh, well, you know, and you can just get so much wisdom from someone who's been at that organization for a long time, if at all possible, to meet with them. Uh, they're just going to, you know, you might just find out so much more that's going to help guide you yeah. into the future. Information is always a good thing. And so ask them, you know, well, what, what problems did you face? Why did you do it that way? You know, I've read the minutes, uh, but I've talked to some of the staff, but I'd like to know your reasoning behind this. What were you trying to accomplish here? And did you feel like it worked? You know, I, I know you started this new uh, uh, service in the church that you were pastoring, but did you feel like it was meeting the need that you were trying to do? And and he might say, no, I actually, you know, if I'd stayed longer, I was going to have to change that because it wasn't, wasn't getting the job done. And so now you realize, okay, well, it, I, I was thinking this needed to change too. And now I talked to the guy who came before me and he's saying, yeah, I, I was going to change it myself. So you're right. We're right in line. And, hmm. uh, cause I tell you, it just makes a huge difference if uh, you can bring back the former person at key moments, and it's never going to look bad for you. Uh, there's just way too much insecurity in leadership roles these days. But when you bring back the person before you and you honor them and you 
you thank them and you celebrate the good things that happened in the past. It's, it only makes you look better too. And if that's, if that person has the class, uh, to bless you in return, then that's a powerful thing. Now, Now, there's some people that won't do that. There'll be some people that don't leave well, that will become critical of the person who succeeds them. If they do that, then you may have to keep them at arm's length. Uh, you may, but that's why I think you need to meet them face to face and try to win them over as an ally Yeah. to say, listen, uh, you, you did some great things while you were here. I'd love just to kind of follow through with those. Uh, you planted some seeds. I want to keep nurturing those and, and have them bear much fruit. And, and I'll be glad to credit you for having started this thing. And in return, you want them to bless you and tell your critics, Hey, don't, uh, don't criticize him. He's doing a great job. I really like what he's doing. Uh, and the other thing I found too, and, and I learned this early, if you come to a new place and, and people are bad mouthing the former person to you, be very careful. Sometimes we can be tempted to kind of feed into that. Yeah. What? Well, tell me about all the dirt and all yeah. the shortcomings. But the fact is, um, if they'll do that to the person who preceded you, they'll probably do that about yeah. you when yeah. you leave. Yeah. Likewise, if they just sing the praises of the person who came before you, that may mean that they just really appreciate leaders and they'll, they'll grow to love you and appreciate you just like they appreciate the former person. Mm. So don't feel threatened if they speak highly of the former leader. Yeah. That may mean that they'll be doing that about you one day as well. Yeah. Well, you know, we've, we've, looked at what it's like to follow a good leader and uh after the break let's maybe pivot and see some ways that uh, we can navigate following a bad leader or an ineffective leader join bob royal brett pile and richard blackaby at the next spiritual leadership coaching workshop the focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto god's agenda the workshop is november 4th through 6th and space is limited to find out more and to register visit blackabycoaching.org links will be in the show notes well richard with the time we have left why don't we look at what it's like to follow an ineffective leader yeah because unfortunately a lot of us will have to do right. that at some point a couple things to say about that if the if the leader was uh, just toxic some some leaders are just harmful uh, mm. They've got some horrible attitudes. They've got some broken relationships. They uh, caused all kinds of dissension. Uh, those kind of people, you still don't need to trash them out publicly. Uh, try to always act with class as a leader, even if the former person doesn't really deserve to be treated well. Uh, you don't have to throw them under the bus. Uh, it, they're gone now. You're in charge. So, yeah. uh, but. Um, at the same time, you may want to keep them at a distance. If they're negative, if they're undermining you in some way, then uh, the first thing I do, if they're, if they're kind of a, trying to continue to exert a negative influence, I'd meet them face to face. I'd confront them and say, hey, listen, I just want to uh, check with you on this because I heard that you said this to so and so, and uh, I just want to—I'd be surprised uh, that, that that Seeing was as true. you're not in charge anymore. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I tell you what—I—I'm I, assuming that you want what's best for this organization, and and uh, undermining me as the new leader certainly is not helpful. Uh, so I'd, I'd get on that, uh, early. And if they, if you just have a sense, they're going to continue to undermine you, then you're going to need to keep them at a, a distance and try to minimize what influence that they can have. I also find that, um, 
when when you're following a, a, a bad leader, that, that, that typically means there's going to be some skeletons in the closets. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to mean that, that he's created an unhealthy culture that you're going to have to combat. And so just expect it. Expect that... Uh, unhealthy leaders create unhealthy organizations. And so just because they're gone doesn't mean that everything's changed. They, they've, they have infected that culture now. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, just be prepared that you're going to be opening some closet doors and finding another skeleton there that the former person left behind for you. And, uh, and, and so just be prepared for that. And, and also when people, when staff people don't act like they should, understand that they were led poorly and they've been influenced by an unhealthy leader. And so they're going to need some time, uh, to see what health looks like. And I had to do that. I, I came in uh, to a seminary and for various reasons, it just, it, it, the culture was very hierarchical that, uh, people had their pecking order and it was all about position and influence and where you fit in. And I just had to just just very systematically just take that apart and say, that's not how we're going to operate. We're collegial. We're a team. Uh, we don't look at people based on where they are in the org chart, but each person's important. Uh, you don't just change that overnight, but yeah. if you see that there's some vacuums that have been left in leadership, uh, it takes a little while to reclaim those. And if you follow a poor leader, I would say um, be, uh, be, be aiming for some short-term wins as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, the opposite of following a great leader where maybe you take some more time, uh, if you follow a poor leader and maybe things have been declining for years, well, then they just need some kind of win, just something to celebrate. They've been grieving for the last couple of years as things have been in decline. Yeah. And, and so now they just need some kind of win, something that you can say that that was successful and, and try to create a momentum of, of being positive and, mm. and celebrating. And yeah, I, I know that this church has been declining for a number of years, but d- did you see how well that vacation Bible school went? Now I know that 15 years ago we had way more people attending, but you know, for where we are right now, I think we did a great job and, and we saw some kids find Christ and some great uh, feedback from the community. And so, you know, there'll always be some naysayers. They'll say, yeah, but I remember back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but you, you as a leader have got to find ways to celebrate. Yeah. And, you know, don't overdo it. But just, but, but every time something good happens, uh, celebrate for that and, uh, and, and just make it clear we're, we are moving in a new direction and it's a positive direction. And, uh, w- and you know, I'm, I'm not going to trash out the former guy, but I'm just going to say, these are what's, this is what's going to be important now. Mm. And, you know, one other thing I would just say, uh, kind of in, in, in wrapping this up is that, uh, th- you have to think about who's going to follow you one day. Well, will people be saying following you that they're following a, a great leader or a negative leader. And mm. so when, when it's your time to leave, uh, let me encourage you to do everything you can to leave the house in order. If there is an underperforming staff person, don't leave that underperforming staff person for your successor to deal with. I've, I've had some stuff like that. I, I, I came to one position where there's a personnel file on the top of my desk where I had to decide whether they should be fired or not. Well, that should have just been done before I got there. No one wants to have to come in chopping heads off as they walk right. in the door. But it, it was a, a very unpleasant task that, no, that was left for me to do. 
Uh, and so I would just say, look at your staff, look at the issues. Uh, it's great when you can leave money in the bank, when you can leave bills all paid up and property paid for and as little debt as possible. If you've got people with attitudes, especially if you hired them, uh, then if you can address that so that things are in as good a shape as possible, you're the person who follows you will be grateful. Uh, and then follow, follow up. Um, and again, some people don't want to hear from the previous person. They just want to cut their own path. But uh, you, you at least make the effort to reach out. You, you suggest lunch. And, and then be careful you don't tell them what to do. You know, you, mm-hmm. You're not in charge now. If God wanted you to keep leading that organization, God would have left you there. So listen to them. Uh, don't offer, I, I'd say don't offer unsolicited advice. But uh, if they do ask you questions, uh, try to be as helpful as you can and speak and, and just choose to speak uh, positively about the person who followed you. Uh, I mean, if, if they're doing a horrible job and tearing the place up, at some point you may have to speak out. But uh, as they're beginning, give them every benefit of the doubt that uh, God has replaced you with who they have and he has and uh and, and try to be a blessing. Speak positively. Don't let people come to you bad-mouthing the person that replaced you. It, it can kind of stoke your ego a little bit that they love you more than the new guy. Yeah. But uh, that's not helpful to the organization. It may, it may make you feel a little more prideful, but it's not good for the organization. So just just let people know, hey, if you've got a problem with the guy who took my place, you really need to go talk to, to him or to her. Uh, don't come to me because I'm not there anymore. And I just want what's best for the organization, not my reputation, my legacy. Uh, And so do all you can so that you are one of those great leaders uh, that not only bless the organization, but also blesses the person that follows you afterward. Make people want to follow you because Mm. they know that uh, they'll, they'll get a healthy organization that functions well and they'll get a former person who's always available to be an encouragement. And uh, I, I love the fact that my cousin actually took my place at the seminary that I used to lead. And he's doing a fantastic job. And so it's easy for me uh, to every chance I get to say to say that, that boy, he's taken the school places that I never did. Mm. He's accomplished things I never did. And uh, he's obviously God's uh, man for the hour. And so nobody wants to come and criticize him to me because they know right away I'm going to just uh, stop that and say, listen, he's doing a great job and I'm proud of him and I'm so glad. Uh, no no leader worth his salt wants to leave an organization and then watch it just grind into the ground. Mm. It, only an insecure person is going to want things to just fall apart after they leave so everybody wishes that you were still there. Uh, great leaders hope that their organization will just continue to thrive and seeds that they planted early on will just take root and grow and bear much fruit for years to come afterwards. So be that kind of leader that, that, uh, blesses the organization even after you've left it. Hmm. Well, I think that's a great place to stop. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.